Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on July 13th, 2011. I always suggest newcomers to look to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and help yourself to all the available audios which are there for free download. Remember too, there's uh, every site you see listed on the com site, all the other sites I have listed there, all have the transcripts in English for print up as well. And if you want transcripts in other languages, look into Alan Sentinel.eu, Sentinel and you'll find a variety to choose from there. Remember, too, you are the audience that uh, bring me to you. I don't bring you on advertisers as guests, and uh, therefore it's up to the audience to support me and keep me going, if they like what I'm saying. And uh, you can do so by buying the books and discs I have for sale at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can still use a personal check. You can send cash, and you can also uh, use PayPal to order. Use the, the donation button you'll see on the com site and follow it with an email with name, address, and order. I'll get it out to you. Remember, straight donations are certainly welcome as well. And across the rest of the world, the world you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, PayPal as well. And I say donations are certainly uh, certainly welcome because uh, just in town today, and every time, every time I go in there, everything has shot up in price. And they say that Canada's dollar now is soaring because of the the, the, the extracting oil out of Alberta and the, the oil sands projects, they call them. And uh, therefore, uh, our, the, the dollar is up and the U.S. dollar is way down low. And when you actually exchange dollar for dollar, the U.S. dollar in Canadian terms is worth now, after the bank transaction, you'll get about 89 cents out of it if you're lucky. Uh, and it's valued at 93 cents, but they take a few cents off for the transaction. So the, the U.S. dollar is really low. It's meant to be low because it's all geared and engineered this way right now by the guys that's in charge of the system. But uh, it's really falling, but they haven't got anywhere near the prices in the stores as they have in Canada. We've had it for years, uh, this inflation and high high prices and a value-added tax system on top of it, which they call GST. But it's value-added tax, nonetheless, and it's going up all the time. So everything goes sky-high, and the food here is incredibly expensive. Even the junk food, I'm talking the stuff you get in the grocery stores, is absolutely terrible. Uh, it's almost twice the price of what you get in the U.S. So when they hit the U.S. big time with the so-called depression, and that's what it is, we're in a depression now, a brought-on, manipulated, uh, planned depression, uh, God help you all. That's all I can say because you're, you're not used to it at all. But it's coming your way. That's what the big boys want. Uh, you've done your job. You've almost uh, finished up, tidied up the world for the big boys that want to own it and uh, all the resources in it. And, of course, that's when they take away the floor from underneath your feet back home. I've said that for years. And that's exactly what the big boys are doing. We know who they are. Their names are all out there. They head all the big international uh, organizations under the United Nations umbrella. 
the head of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They are also the heads of the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements, the Bank for Resettlements or, and Reconstruction, they call it. Uh, the, the, all the top banks that really flow the money across the world, that's what they're all in charge of because, you see, it's one big clique uh, that run the whole show. And they plan this world and its future as you would plan a, a military long-term battle strategy. That's how perfect it is. They've made no bones about the, the world they want to bring in, and the biggest trick was to make folk think that capitalists were fighting communists when the top capitalists were the bankers themselves who funded communism. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. As I say, prices are really going really high. It's meant to go high, of course. It's all planned. Everything's happening today is planned that way. Everything that happened yesterday was planned that way too. And what's to come is planned that way as well. You don't hire supposedly the best people in the world in their areas, their specialities, and have the world simply screw up and country after country fall apart because they just didn't get their sums right at school. You know, doesn't happen. Uh, whatever happens is meant to happen that way and it just all falls into this global world system where the IMF has to come up to its proper role in the world where it manages every country's books basically does its bookkeeping for them that's part of the reason they were they were set up in the first place the Bretton Woods Agreement part one and part two part two is to happen now this is all happening now and isn't it amazing too that we're going into this age of austerity, meaning poverty, and we've got the same little creatures coming out, like Gettner and other ones, telling you that you're going to go through the worst uh, th- things you've ever experienced in your entire life with this depression that's upon us, etc., etc. Uh, this is all planned, as I say, and they've talked about it for many, many, many years. Uh, we've heard how much of the so-called far left hated the, the lifestyles of America, especially. Uh, and uh, really wanted to destroy them, in fact, for that reason. And you have no further to look than people in your own Congress, because that's generally where they, they make their, their, their homes. Uh, that's really what's happened there. Britain's gone through the same thing with the years of the Labour Party that actually is on TV. I might try that, that link again, the Socialist International. I know it's two. You've got 70-odd members of that in Congress right now from their own uh, uh, party's website admitting they're all members of the Socialist International, and they also call them Socialists of America. It's the same group. And the ones in Britain, with the, you'll see Tony Blair, Brown, and a whole bunch of previous prime ministers standing on stage singing the red flag. We'll keep the red flag flying high. And this is people haven't a clue what happens in their own country. And, of course, the socialist idea is to keep borrowing money until you're absolutely bankrupt, and that's why they create a massive welfare state and, and mayhem and put small businesses out of business to, to get rid of them all. Their job is to create the mayhem. That's the whole idea of it. And uh, generally what they do after that is bring in the right wing, and their job is to cut everything to the bone, to save everything, and make you hate them as well. So they work together, the left wing and the right wing, 
to bring in the new system. And this system is to be called austerity. Uh, prices are going to go sky high, as I say, especially in the U.S., where they've been kept kind of artificially low, only because they need the U.S. Army to finish off its job. That's what it's there for. That's why the U.S. was created, in fact. They don't know it yet. One day they'll be told by the people who did it, at least the descendants. However, um, the U.S. is finishing off the rest of the world using the tax base at home and building uh, big uh, bases across the planet, all over the entire planet, that will last 100 years, 150 years in the future, uh, but it won't be the U.S. that's staffing them. By then, it's supposed to be China that takes over from the U.S., and there's even stirrings about that now. It's almost time for China to come. In fact, they're telling them to step up and share in global responsibility. By that, they mean policing the world. And the guy that you'll find talking about that 50-odd years ago uh, was at Oxford University, a professor who... Um, Arnold Toynbee, who actually made speeches about it, uh, that the U.S. would take over from Britain, already had, and how it policed the world for a while, how it would have a few depressions towards the end, financial depressions because it's a cost, then it would fall, and then China would take over. So we're we're right on track. As I say, you'll find your life really is just uh, part of a script, and every, every major event that happens in the world is part of that same script. It's all a formula. It's all connected. It's not... Uh, all mayhem. If you look at each individual area that seems to be mayhem, it's not at all when you put them all together. This is the big old plan. And uh, this is the world that's been brought into view right now. And we're living through it. And unfortunately, uh, as one of the, the, I think it was a Rothschild or said it at the time, at one of the old meetings at the World Bank, he said, this is the generation uh, that are cannon fodder for this agenda. Well, you're going to find out, believe you me, just how much he means he was telling the truth. We are going to be cannon fodder uh, because we're lucky to buy a carrot shortly, but the price is not that you want it because I've already poisoned it as GM. So anyway, that's the world we live in. And I said in 2001, the hardest thing you'll have to do going through all these massive changes that you will see coming, where wrong is turned into right and right is turned into wrong. Everything's upside down. Everything's the opposite of what it sounds like. Uh, the hardest thing will be to hold on to your sanity as you go through it all. And that truly is, is what it's all about. I was noticing even a report from uh, the Canadian Parliament today where they said that uh, I think it was 27 million perhaps people don't vote in Canada. It's bigger than that, actually. They were thinking of passing a law to make everyone vote, just like Australia. But uh, it wasn't because people didn't believe in politics. It's just that they had no interest. No kidding, that, that they've, no, they've been trained to be good little socialists, you see. A socialist believes that there are special people who come out of special wombs who are above, the, above you that just happen to be there to make sure, like Santa Claus, that everything's going to go, go okay in your life. And, and they're trained and they keep their interest themselves in what's going on. They've got lots of sports watching television and they can still afford their beer and uh, they're given terrible uh, idio... It's actually um, like idiocracy in the movie. That's the kind of stuff they churn out on television for entertainment to them. And I'm sad to say it works. They know very little about anything. They're all very nice people, but they know very little about anything, and they care even less. And that was one of the intentions of a scientific socialism, was to train the public not to be involved, not even to take notice what's going on. It's too... It's too 
complicated for you to understand. Just don't take part in it. Don't follow it. It's out of your hands. Let the professionals handle it all. Isn't it amazing that we've watched every country? I can remember, for instance, when they were uniting Europe and denying it at the same time because they lied for many years about it to the publics. And um, they said that when they started giving the people the vote, and everybody voted against it, of course, for about three times in a row, but they got it rammed down their throats anyway. Uh, they actually said that, oh, you'd be left behind. There's a massive campaign on television. All countries had the same ads on. Oh, if you don't join the EU, you'll be left behind. You had this idea of this big gold pot you know, or full of, of cash uh, kind of sailing across the water and you're swimming trying to catch up to it. You'll be left behind. That was the impression they were giving you. Look at them now. Look at them now that they've literally decimated every country in Europe financially. The, the bankers have plundered them uh, with the World Bank and the IMF and all the other ones. And uh, and now it's bad enough that you have to try. You, you can't afford fuel in the winter, so a, lot, a good percentage will die every winter. That's taken as normal now, another new normal. I know it's the mainstream's picking up that term. I use the new normal. I've noticed in quite a few different uh, major publications. But anyway, that that's the new normal, and we'll accept that because because if you survive, then you're okay, and you're okay, Jack. That's all you care about. You see, we're all separate from everyone else now. So, you notice that, as I say, that's what's happened. And the, the, the bankers laugh all the way at the banks when they fail, supposedly fail, and we can't find where the cash went. They know where it went. Um, we help to bail them out by giving them the equivalent amount that they lost. And then they're, they're out giving dinners to each other again, like they're all at the Scottish, Royal Scottish Bank. Um, that's mainly owned by the British government now. About 80-odd percent of the shares are owned by the British government. They're all giving themselves $800 lunches now, you know, as the people are starving back in Britain. So anyway, it's bad enough when you have to bail out yourself, but here you are bailing out other countries as well. What a beautiful deal. It's kind of like you can't pay your rent, but you're being forced to pay your neighbors across the street there. Isn't this craziness? Isn't this madness? This is the war. See, one of the biggest forms and the most successful forms of warfare ever is economic warfare. And you have to understand that. We've had it drummed into our heads that the main form of warfare is bombs and bullets. No, the biggest form of warfare and, and the most stealth type warfare is economic warfare. It's a whole branch of the military deals with economic warfare. Massive branch of it. And it's all to do, they get, you know, the top sociologists in, and the top psychologists in, and ethnologists, and everything else, other, every other ologist comes in there. And, uh, and they figure out what will happen psychically to the people, and how many, they can actually work out it in pretty good detail by knowing all the census data, incomes of everyone, how many families will, will, will go down and bust up because they can't afford to live anymore, arguments start. And so on. How many children they'll have to take into children's aid and the state will bring up. All the, they're pretty well perfect now in all their facts as they go through this warfare. Just like you would look upon an enemy and look for certain types of casualties. It's the same thing. And it's not intended to get out of it, you understand. I mean, Geithner said the other day too, this is the long haul. For the US. Uh, that means this is not going to stop in your lifetime. 
is to get worse and worse and worse in your lifetime. You're not going to see any so-called recovery. And people hear these terms getting used and they still don't quite get it or they don't want to believe it. Well, I hear him saying that, but he doesn't really mean it. It's a plan. And Geithner and the rest of them are just the little, the little gnomes of Zurich, you know, that they put in front of you uh, that, that have much bigger bosses above them uh, to, to come out like, like kings almost and declare on a stage something to you. And everyone holds their breath and all the, all the, all the writers hold their breath and all the reporters hold their breath. He makes a, a statement and depending on the statement he makes in this hushed tone, yeah, you're either happy or very sad, you know. Greenspan was awfully good at that. He used to walk out with like royalty all the time and total silence and uh, he'd tell the economy to cool it. That's all he'd say, cool it. And away he'd go, like king of the earth, king of the world. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Every aspect of your life is pretty well a con game. And uh, in fact, even the culture, even what you emulate is a con game because you don't even know what you're emulating or why or who's behind it and why they want you to copy and imitate them, uh, the stars, etc., uh, your music um, um, people. You just simply do it. You want you emulate them all into utter madness. And there's always a plan behind it. It isn't just to make you happy. In fact, it's far from to make you happy. Temporary happiness at the time is nothing at all. It's the end goal thereafter. And it's been awfully successful as they decimate one society after another. You can't bring in a world society uh, with a common culture, for instance, even in one area, without destroying that culture utterly and completely until they forget they even had it. And most of them, young, the ones today, they don't know their past at all. They have no attachment to the past or the past culture whatsoever. They've already been successfully um, divided from every other era. And their culture is completely different. Uh, the one that's been given to them for their era is completely different. And uh, they're, they're easily managed and swayed because they're... Basically, they're hedonistic. They've been taught to be hedonistic, and that's what they wanted back in the 1950s. It says, if we can create a hedonistic society and very narcissistic, each person will only care about themselves. And that those kind of people will never unite against anything, never mind stand up against it. So, that's all what's happening. Meanwhile, too, we're going through this awful uh, geoengineering that's been going on since steadily since 1998. It's, nothing, it's not just to do with... Uh, uh, changing weather, weather patterns, although that's definitely a big part of it, but it's also to do with basically um, basically affecting you as well because they use HARP alongside of it. And you should go into the archive section at cuttingthroughthematrix.com where I've done extensive talks on all from their own books and so on, like Teller, who was a H-bomb guy, who was also involved in um, geoengineering for warfare purposes, using metallic particles along with uh, magnetic frequencies, ELF, and we call it the HARP technologies today, and how that could literally make a, a population, a continent-wide, uh, very placid or aggressive, or even put them to sleep if necessary. 
And uh, this is old, old stuff. And they're actually using all of that today. They're testing it all out. And actually, it's not even testing anymore. It's routine daily spraying for the last umpteen years. And uh, you've got standardized weather over vast areas now, very standardized weather. It's pouring here. It's often pouring in New York. It's definitely pouring out uh, as far as as, uh, Saskatchewan, for instance. And... uh, the, the, the food belts are getting hammered right now, which ties right in with this strange prediction uh, of the coming food shortages. They just knew it was going to happen. So remember, as I say, um, whatever you look at, whatever part you look at is so incredibly, it's so incredibly um, complex in, in, in the amount of data available. This is what really is amazing, uh, that you'd, you could spend half your lifetime just looking at the different organizations and all of their writings uh, to do with the United Nations, every single department and sub-departments, because they were set up to rule the world. And uh, literally, you could read no, news, no newspaper from now on, and you'd know it was definitely going on and far better than you'll ever get from the media by reading their own, their own material from the, the sites of the United Nations. And then you go into all these big banking institutes, and you think, well... Against there, there must be have some kind of real formal rule over them by governments. No, they're no, no, not at all. These, these banks basically are a global government combined together with the United Nations. It's just astonishing, and they have it all out there that uh, mankind must uh, be thinned out, uh, mankind must uh, um, be annihilated, basically to save the old planet. Uh, anthropogenic global warming is caused by man. Etc., 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 and we must go green, yada, yada, yada. And what you're getting at the United Nations right now is the whole structural system. It's already set up actually to take care of every part of living on the planet, every section of society, everything that you need from all energies, food, all resources, etc., will come through the United Nations. Your carbon taxes, all of that is to come through the United Nations organization. And uh, maybe tomorrow I'll go into that in more detail because there's so much detail. Literally, as I say, you could spend half your life, maybe even your whole life, just going through all of their departments and all of the announcements and pronouncements and writings have churned out by the, by the millions over the last few years. Now, tonight I'll put up a, a link to the regulation of geoengineering which is the fifth report of session from the 2009-2010 era. And they go through, without admitting they're actually doing it, they just, well, once in a while they say, we've actually tested this here and there, but uh, they don't say they're actually doing it on a daily basis. But it does go into what like to add to these mixes, apart from the aluminum, they want to put sulfur in as well. And sulfur, as you know, is highly, uh, it's a highly, uh, it's a high irritant in your bronchial systems, and uh, it, of course it'll get into your bloodstream as well. But uh, they want to add this stuff to it as well, to supposedly cut down on the sunshine. Well, you know, we've been cooling for about 12 years now, maybe more, and uh, if they want to block out the sun, it's not good for us, it's not good for the plants, it's not good for anything else, especially when they're blocking it out with all these poisons as well. But this is what they want to do, is to keep a kind of perpetual layer over the entire planet, Something the ancients talked about even in biblical times, a world that was covered in clouds. Quite interesting, eh? You can repeat the same thing. Back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. I'll also put a link tonight to do with uh, basically the, the smart meters and the electromagnetic frequency problem we've got across the, the, the globe now uh, from someone who is supposedly up in the, the actual field of it itself. And she does a good job on giving you a rundown on how this stuff affects you, signs and symptoms of... Um, even cordless phones, including smart meters, as I say, too, or being too near the cell phone towers. They're very common now. I've, I've had to, even the CBC had a radio program out on people who'd survived this for a few years and managed to still live and got out to this big apartment building. Same symptoms I can, I can see on this site here, too. But this one here is from uh, the Mercola Video Library. So I'll put this link up as well and you can look at that. Also, uh, you'll also always hear the greenies that are well-paid, well-funded by the big foundations that are just fronts for the bankers. And they're always on about too many people, too many people, too many people. And I've, I kept giving up the census reports across the world to show you that even the United Nations says we're plummeting in the West, even as they're shouting there's too many people. But anyway, uh, this is the double thing they get you into as well. And it really just put people in a bind. They can't figure it out. Why are half the experts saying this and then half of them saying that? Well, it doesn't understand it's to put you in the middle. When you're in the middle, you don't generally switch off from the whole topic. But here's an article here, and it's from the AP it's Press. It says, uh, the census share of children in the U.S. hits a record low. Children now make up less of America's population than ever before, even with a boost from immigrant families. That's exactly what they said in Britain, too. And when this generation grows up, it will become a shrinking workforce that will have to support the nation's expanding elderly population. That's exactly what they said in Britain, too, because they were trying to say, well, we can't handle this aging population. It's too expensive. We should euthanize them. There's always a reason even when they expose the truth, you know. Anyway, it says, even as the government strains to cut spending for health care, pensions, and much else, the latest 2010 census shows that the children of immigrants make up one in four people under 18 years of age and are now the fastest-growing segment of the nation's youth, an indication that both legal and illegal immigrants as well as minority births are lifting the nation's population. Currently, the share of children in the U.S. is 24%, falling before the previous low of 26% of 1990. The share is projected to slip further to 23% by 2050, even as the percentage of people aged 65 and older is expected to jump from 13% today to roughly 20% by 2050 due to the aging of... And here's this, this utter rubbish, this term they've drummed into us, baby boomers and beyond. What they're trying to say is that the last bunch that actually had children. <laughs> because, you see, there's more aborted now in the U.S. than they're actually born. It's the trendy thing to do. Then it's made into makeup and stuff like that to get wrinkles out of your skin. And fetals, fetal tissue is put in for your viruses and your, your vaccines and stuff like that. Uh, and meanwhile, they've got uh, so-called um, music stars like girls who are just on stage kissing each other. What do you expect? They're not having children, eh? Is that a surprise? <laughs> now, the same, same sense is pretty well as up on the Wall Street Journal as well. And I'll put that up too. And also, the big plan too was to create big trading blocks. And if they had 
problems within trading blocks that wouldn't quite comply, they'd create sub-trading blocks that would eventually merge with the major trading blocks. So here's Putin uh, in Russia. It says, Eurasian Economic Union by 2013. The Eurasian Economic uh, Union, a new stage of integration of Russia, Belarus, and Kazakhstan, will be effective as early as 2013, Prime Minister Vladimir Putin said Tuesday. We're hoping to sign as early as next year a declaration about the formation of the Eurasian Economic Union, which can and must start operating as early as 2013, he told journalists on the sidelines of Customs Union Business Forum. So... So they'll eventually merge in with the big one anyway, and uh, same with America too. With this present depression that, that we've been told will last for the rest of our lives, by the way, and get worse, <laughs> uh, the, the Council on Foreign Relations is still chatting away there about uh, using this to their advantage uh, to do with integration for the Americas. Clever sods, eh? Never miss a trick. And uh, the middle classes in Britain are now the new homeless. This is so, so this is what you've got forward to, to look forward to America, uh, because they've had this for years, this socialist system. Middle classes in Britain are new homeless. The safety uh, safety nets uh, are gone, apparently. All this. I don't know what safety nets ever had for them, but they're gone anyway. So Britain faces an unprecedented and escalating housing crisis. Charities warned yesterday with middle-class families at greater risk of homelessness than at any point in the past century. Jeff Hawkins, chief executive of the housing charity Chapter One, said the problem is no longer confined to the stereotype of rough uh, sleep-arounds rehabilitating their, their lifelong addictions, but now includes victims of recession who don't qualify for appropriate help. Why do they keep calling it recession? It's, it's a depression, eh? So it, it gives you the figures of, of it's up 23% on the previous year, and it's going up and up and up. So uh, things are going to plan. As I say, nothing's happening by chance. It's all going to plan. That's the way it's meant to go. I'm also putting up a YouTube video on Executive Order 13575 in the U.S. Rural Councils, and it was in Fox News, apparently, on July the 4th. And it's to do with Agenda 21 being forced onto the rural areas under the Homeland Security regime. I remember reading it at the time, and I thought that sounds awfully like Agenda 21, uh, because they're going after farmers and all the rest of it. But now they're all under governmental strict supervision in anything that they do. And anything that they don't do by the new rules, they're out of, they're off their land, basically. Good news is Monsanto, that's really screwed India, really good. Uh, through thanks to Edmund de Rothschild, who has been buying up chunks of India for years now, uh, after he helped crash the economy and then he bought all the farms up for peanuts. It's a standard technique of his uh, and his predecessors too. Um, and then he put in the GM food, along with Monsanto, the, the seed. Monsanto official was beaten up by farmers in India over failed GMO BT cotton seeds. It says, we've reported in the past an alarming suicide rate amongst farmers in India, and it was true. They were going under like crazy, thanks to that lovely Rothschild, uh, and it, it was buying up the land. It says, that is connected to the failure of American GMO, genetically modified organisms, cotton seeds. Monsanto, the U.S. company responsible for Agent Orange, a cancer-causing chemical sprayed in the jungles of Vietnam, is now in the GMO food and seed business. So even they see what's going on. As I've said for years, would you trust 
when they get the top scientists across the world that are involved in bio-warfare and chemical warfare to make your, your food, for God's sake, can't you wisen up what's going on? Huh? Can't you? Are we really in the movie Idiocracy? I think it's the latter. Monsanto stands accused of having an international monopoly of the notorious bioengineered BT cotton seeds. And they've got to go back every year and buy their darn seeds, which keep going up and up and up, so they're now the master over your land, for goodness sake. It's a clever technique, though. They're awfully good at these boys, eh? They either become masters over your money, masters over your food, masters over everything, but pretty well, isn't it? Old techniques, indeed. Advocates for the agricultural industry say they've never dreamed of the tragedy to come when a 2005 decision was announced to allow the seeds in India. Now an agrarian crisis has hit the Maharashtra itself, thanks to Monsanto program. What happened was a whole bunch of fields simply didn't grow at all, and they're all broke. And uh, and then they found in India too, which has got uh, they're they're really survivors in India. Uh, Corruption runs well, and that's why they survive. And um, they found that they're using Monsanto packets as well and, and stuffing them full of ordinary seed. So at least if folk are getting ordinary seed, that'll probably grow. But the Monsanto stuff isn't. Anyway, this guy came out from Monsanto and the locals beat him up. And uh, they have more sense, I think, than we have. What else can I add to that? Uh, New Zealand, apparently, is being sucked in uh, with Australia now with the, the carbon scheme. Uh, so I guess the whole eastern, uh, far east block basically will be under the one system shortly, except for China. They're exempt and they can keep exempting themselves every 25 years according to the charter they signed with the WTO and all the other UN organizations. So anyway, New Zealand's going to get sucked in with them to pay this crazy carbon tax. You know who came out with that carbon tax idea in the first place? And I read it on there. It was Edmund de Rothschild. And he came up, he, actually, in 87, 1987, with the idea of, uh, uh, with carbon. We'll blame man for putting too much carbon into the atmosphere, and we'll say that that's causing global warming. And at that time, at this big world conference, he says, uh, then I'll go through what we'll they and pay a tax on it. And he says, we'll have to pump the stuff all the way up to the North Pole to get rid of this stuff. This, I'm not kidding, this was in 1987. The same guy who advocated putting it through his own bank. All the, the taxes for the whole world that go through his bank. He's now changed the name of it so to throw you off, but it's still his bank. It's now under the United Nations. That's how far back they came up with this scheme. Uh, and they're going, well, now we're living through it. These guys, whenever they open their mouths, they mean what they say and they get what they want. They, they always get what they want. Always. So... They've got a, a, a finger in every pie, it seems. Your food supply with Monsanto and all the rest of them across the world. Got your, uh, they're, they're raking the carbon taxes and a lot, an awful lot more to come when you're all paying them personally. And uh, they're running all your cash systems across the world, doing all the bookkeeping and, and jigging the books. And people start, still can't really figure out why they're doing it. It's a genetic thing with them. They just can't stop it. Is it? No, it's worse than that. It's a big organization behind it. Uh, very well inbred, too, I should say. Now, the, the police now have also... Uh, they're, they're also demanding that they get logs kept by the Internet providers for their own use 
on everyone. They can't be left in the cold. You know, in all these departments now, they're all all jealous of each other. They all want to be like the ones at the top, and and the cops uh, are down kind of at the bottom level. So they want total access to all Internet as well, not just the limited stuff they've had so far. And this article here says, Law enforcement representatives are planning to endorse a proposed federal law that would require Internet service providers to store logs about their customers for 18 months. CNET has learned. The National Sheriff's Association is amazing. As soon as you put a uniform on somebody, they're now an association, they're national. And so now they're one big, big advocacy group right, for their own rights. They will say it strongly supports mandatory data retention during Tuesday's U.S. House of Representatives hearings on the topic. Michael Brown, sheriff in Bedford County, Virginia, and a board member and executive committee member of the National Sheriff's Association, is planning to argue that a new law is necessary because Internet providers do not store customer records long enough. And this is stuff that they've got access to. So they want to know all your data as well. I mean, well, everybody else is watching you. Why, why not them too, eh? It must be awful boring on the roads at night with that little computer in your car and you can't really watch much except the occasional speeder. And I've mentioned before, and I'll put this link up again too, about um, all the organizations that uh, get instant access to all media and always come out with the scary news about the weather right before the global meetings. And I'll put that up again too. Whereas the Club of Rome came up with the idea. He, this is a quote from their own book, actually. It says, The common enemy of humanity is man. They, they were told to come up with a, 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 an, an enemy to the planet so they could tax the planet. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. It would fit the bill. They tried aliens and everything else, but this would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it's only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself. And that was the Club of Rome, the premier environmental think tank and consultants to the United Nations. And then from Professor Stephen Schneider, who's the Stanford Professor of Climatology, and he's the lead author of many of the fake IPCC reports, He says, we need to get some broad-based support to capture the public's imagination, so we have to offer up scary scenarios. He means invent, folks, to offer up scary scenarios, Uh, make simplified dramatic statements, and make little mention of any doubts. Always make sure that you know what you're talking about. Each of us has to decide what the right balance is between being effective and being honest. In other words, lying. Uh, Timothy Worth, President of the United Nations Foundation, we've got to right this global warming issue, even if the theory of global warming is wrong. We will be doing the right thing in terms of economic and environmental policy. Timothy Worth, President of the UN Foundation. And then Christine Stewart from Canada, she's a former Minister of the Environment. No matter if the science of global warming is all phony, climate change provides the greatest opportunity to bring about justice and equality in the world. What she meant by that was uh, you know, distribution of wealth across the world. One of the Communist Manifesto's planks. Read the Communist Manifesto, you'll understand what's going on. And Professor Chris Folland, he says the data doesn't matter. We're not basing our recommendations on the data. On the, you know, We're basing them on the climate models. See, the, the real data is facts. is tested manually as well, but with measuring sticks to see if the sea, the sea is rising and stuff. They're using their climate models. Uh, 
and that's good enough for them. And the Dr. David Frame from Oxford University says, the models are convenient fictions that provide something very useful. Yeah, a good con. <laughs> that's the telling you the truth. And Al Gore, of course, I believe it's appropriate to have an over-representation of the facts on how dangerous it is as a, a predicate for opening up the audience. In other words, terrify them first. Right? An over-representation. Terrify them first. This is the guy that said if we're all standing on an island that would capsize. He thinks islands must float. This guy's an idiot. And it goes on and on and on. I'll put that link up again tonight. You can go through that and have a good laugh or a good scare, however you take it for yourselves. But that's how the world is truly run. Now, we'll go to the phones now, and there's David from California hanging on there. Are you there, David? Hello, David. Hello, Alan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, my question is regarding the story of the Lord of the Rings, and I've heard that Tolkien was a member of the Rosicrucian Order. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, and some of the occult meaning of the book, I was wondering what you thought about the esoteric meaning of Lord of the Rings and if the races in the book represent actual human races and, and what you think the ring represents. There's a whole bunch of meanings to it, uh, uh, and it would take all night to tell you them and, and be, to be fair to you and tell you properly. But uh, uh, Tolkien um, took his stuff very seriously. Um, one of the famous poets, in fact, was his best friend, and he even snapped to him many times when he even mispronounced the, the, the words he was coming up with. But if you understand language and you understand what... Um, the name uh, of the creature that the golem was essentially means golem, which is an artificial slave. Uh, you understand who the lords are and the rings of power they're talking about. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Now, is there some some... Sometimes you ask questions there, and it's not even fair to give an answer because you can't give a, a one-sentence answer to something that you can give lectures on. It doesn't do uh, me any good. It doesn't do the, the caller, the questioner, any good either. They've got you know the, the whole thing if you do an in-depth thing. But um, it's certainly an interesting topic, but maybe that's more for a different time. Uh, but we'll try Bob from Texas if he's still there. Are you there, Bob? Hello, hey, Bob. Alan. Good to hear yep. you. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, don't have much time here, uh, but, uh, you know, I've been, been reading the shape of things to come, and, man, I tell you what, you know, it's, I guess it's a supposed work of fiction, <laughs> and if it's written fiction, it's like it's got to be the sorriest fiction novel ever written in the world, because I, it looks like he's giving a message more in this than anything else. Yeah. And, uh, but, it, I mean, uh, I was looking in here, and it even talks about the destruction of Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. On uh, pages, uh, gosh, I had it written down here. Man, you know, your your shows are so informative, I can't keep up yeah. with all of it. Yeah, to destroy all the other Freemasonry, but he also says we shall have the Freemasonry. We shall be a brotherhood of Freemasonry of the air. A scientist would be the only ones allowed. Yeah, it talks about the, the flimsy one. cathedrals and the protective guild. It says the goth, beautiful Gothic cathedrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the medieval Freemasons who built those flimsy but quite beautiful, quite beautiful Gothic cathedrals. 
they had a tradition, a protective guild, uh, and then it says their horizons were below that level of intelligence. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just, I see it as, uh, I don't know, to me, from what I've seen, you know, Masons I know, they're all good folks and everything. They don't really know the full scope. Doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The lower, the lower ones know nothing at all, except they, they do get extra perks that other folk don't get. That's all they do know, really. Um, as, as it being like a protective guild, basically, is what he was saying. Yeah, they do get themselves off. Yeah, then, you know, you're talking about China. Mm-hmm. They've got oil leases down here, uh, you know, south of us, just 50 miles south, and it, it, there's a big oil boom going on. Yeah. But just right above us, we're like, there's nothing. Yes. Yeah. And and unless the Chinese have, it's like China is, you know, they're they've got the leases and they're 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 making all the money. They're making all the money. They're also buying up Europe and parts of the states. And back in the 1930s, the CFR, the Global Meeting, said when the U.S. ceases to be the policeman of the world, China will take over. And this is what you're seeing now. This, it was designed this way. And see, NPR, I just heard on, on, on my way home, they were talking about, they were downplaying, you know, the, the, the Kai Rizdal, he, he was there, and he said, like, their, their World Trade Center is nothing. And he, and he said, you know, if they're going to take over the world, this is nothing. I was like, he was downplaying yep. that. But, mm-hmm. but when you look and see what they're doing, it's another story. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, even the tar sands out, out west of Canada, massive projects, you know, lots of oil getting extracted. It's a Chinese company that got over it, took over that contract as well. And, and we are, we're promoting that. We had a, we had an admiral there, you know, consulting with their military, and they're supposed to be a military threat. I know. And, and don't forget the Panama Canal that was given to them as well. I mean, <laughs> see, we'll, we'll, we'll build them and pay for their own uh, World Trade Center. We'll, we'll, we'll pay for it, don't worry. Yeah, and then someone's saying that, that you, know, you know, they don't care about politics. That was happening to me at work. You know, we don't, I don't care anything about politics. Yeah, I know. Anyway, God bless. But thanks for calling. It's such a short hour, even this flies in. But uh, for the rest that held on to the Scott and Kyle... Meeting Colin again tomorrow. But thanks for calling. From Haitian myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.